Previously on Eleven Fates. What just happened? Is everyone else okay? I mean, stranger things have happened in the woods tonight. Please forgive me. I'm your friend Courtney. There's something going on here. Hey, that woman back there, she she was weird, right? Oh no, she was like super weird. She called me Bart. Do you have a brother? I have a grandfather named Bart. Just amongst friends, you know. You are our old friend now, aren't you, Courtney? Now that negotiations have gone more tit for tat, how would you like your friend in the green cloak back? It seems awfully funny that you'd gather a group of strangers and ask them to help you finish your science fair project. I do not like what I've been forced to do. And I'd like to end it. Getting my hands on an ego could possibly do that. Do you think it's a good idea? It's not a good idea. Gotta get Cass back. It would end these random disappearances outside of Bastellan. And what would it start? What is this? I don't know, but I think it got my husband killed. At this point, drunken tales and myths, I'm going to start believing all of them. A dwarf with tattoos. It's not a good thing. You know, if I cared about consequences, I'd have done a lot of things differently in my life. Yeah, we may not want to watch this one. I'm going to bargain. I'll take their lies and their secrets down with me. A chosen champion of the gods. Better remember the name Hunted Jewel, because the next time you see me, I'm going to be buying out the whole bar. Welcome to Tale of Eleven Fates. Tale of Eleven Fates is where we pick off the gods, walk among us, but not right now. Right now, we come in on a scene on a road headed east, mid-afternoon, two perfectly fine horses, majestic even, carry two riders, heroes, you could call them for some, headed back into town, with an elemental control orb, or an eco, as some will call it in a shorthand, a tool used to control elementals, to help them build a better society than being the mindless, crazed creatures that they've tended to be, threatening society's advances. Well, this orb is a special one, because it's been asked for by friend Courtney. Not their friend, but... The title of friend was given to by themselves, an old-timey trait, and in hopes we'll be able to get a friend returned. Another compatriot who disappeared. It's about mid-afternoon, you're on the road, Alana's parted ways. Don't trust tattooed dwarves. It's one of the last things she mentioned. You're way into town, on your way out of the strange trails created by these elementals and insane goodbye to Alana, is there anything that you two need to discuss or talk about, or is it really just a quiet ride with action at hand? Hunter Jewel kind of looks over as we're riding, and I assume that Rowena has the ego, right? I believe so. I think Rowena 
like wrapped it wrapped it up in a cloth and like tucked it into maybe a saddlebag or something. Jules looks over. So, do you think she's actually gonna give Cass back? To be honest, I don't know. I hope she does. Look, all we've got to go on is her word, but I mean, she gave us the information for Alana that we asked for. So that's something. You think we could like cut the orb and like do like a, a half now and like half later kind of deal? I think it's certainly within bounds to at least do some sort of a you bring him back, we keep the orb, and then we, you know, he walks toward us and we toss it to you, something like that. Did yeah, you ever okay. do that as a kid when you were trading oh. on the... Oh, well, I mean, I... I I was always kind of too nice and I kind of just like... I just let everyone have stuff on credit. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm really, really trying to get a, get a spine and he kind of like arches his back, like flexing his spine. And... I'm just, I'm trying I'm I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to trying to be an adventurer. Rona just sort of smiles and it's like a it's a genuine smile but it's a little it's a little sad too and she just looks and goes, "No, I I can see that. Uh, I think you would be too nice to hold people to it. But that's such a bad thing. It's more a commentary on how nasty other people can be. I think you're uh, you're a good one. Oh. Sorry you got caught up in all of this. I mean, I'm not Sorry, so much as I wish you didn't have to do this. Well, sort of I thing. mean, got to do it. We got to find a cure. I, I got an important job. And I'm gonna do it. I have no doubt that. Okay, so like when you're talking to Courtney, and are so are you gonna be like, go get him, and then we'll give you the orb, or you're not even gonna show him? And like, I kind of feel like that. Jules just kind of like blabbers on about this for probably like 15 minutes as mm -hmm. the camera probably like pans back out or something. <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of camera stands still as, as you keep walking away and just more hypotheticals come out and be like, well, what if, you know, there's a switch, a bait and switch or it's poisoned or yeah, just all these like weird happenstances of like every like hostage negotiation you've heard of in books and tales of people and be like oh a double switcheroo and what if someone's a double agent and you're like well we don't have agency um it, it, it i never thought of that royal just to let him keep going for like a good 10 15 minutes and then she'll just pitch in something about like oh yes well when i used to work at the bar this is what we do and she'll give him like a two sentence version of some bullshit story from her time when she used to bartend and things like that and just set him off going oh, so again you You've got so much practice. <laughs> Straight enthrallment as the um, <laughs> camera rises up out of view and then back down hour or so later. As we're in Aria, town is bustling again. There's uh, some commerce, a few other uh, people have come through town. You, you seem to recognize the mail uh, courier that delivered the bad news to Lara Lloyd a few days ago of her daughter falling ill. But they seem to be delivering some letters here and there, grabbing some new letters. They seem to meet up with another courier and they part ways, one down the west road, one down the northern road. And everyone seems to just be back to normal. It's like a pleasant little vision of normalcy. The last few days have been a lot 
a, a strange wizard uh, came into your lives who apparently abducted your friend who is apparently the embodiment of a myth you've fought multiple elementals now spirits you've uh, gotten to meet two of the 11 fates it's this quiet little moment as you come into town and saddle up your horses in the stables behind the bar that just a small respite as you come rounding out of the stable, you can see entering from the southeast road a small dwarf in a black traveling robes, short black hair, covered pretty much head to toe, and uh, he's got that nice big beard and four braids with uh, silver clasps at the end. He uh, actually sees you and gives you a nice big smile and a small wave as he seems to be working his way toward the Kettle Inn. It's uh, G. You would recognize him whether you can see his tattoos or not. Rowena is definitely going to turn and look at Jules and be like, if you'll excuse me, I need to go have some words. And she just cracks her knuckles and yeah, starts and, walking that direction. And HJ, like with a very determined look on his face, follows suit as he he knows what's going on. <laughs> I thought it would be nice to see you and something seems to have changed. Rowena is just going to rear back and try to deck him across the face. Like, yeah, opening salvo, just across the face. Go for it. Cool. Okay. 16. A 16 is, is going to have him just sidestep and kind of push the forearm a little sure. bit away to kind of turn you around. He's like, I'd really like to know what this is to judge my reaction. Yeah, why do you poison kids? You poison kids! Uh, I, what? <laughs> I... Maybe you didn't poison them, but you sure planted the idea in someone's head. You were here before, talking to the boy at the uh, trinket shop? Uh, yes. Um, I got a gnome trinket in exchange for some blood A blood berry. Yeah. Where did you get those from? Griffin's Roost. When? Uh, three, four weeks ago. Why? They're valuable to some. Um, I travel a lot, try to tend to trade things up, and he seemed interested, so I was willing to with them you know they're a cure right if you don't if you even if you take them when you're not sick they actually don't do anything what else you bring back from griffin's roost memories smeary feelings i don't know walking with the spirits isn't a why was good the boy time. so interested in the berries did you know what they were already or did you tell him i told him about it i told him that you know if anyone were to fall ill he would be able to help them other than that they make for a very exotic salad. Rowena is just going to stare, and as she stares, she's going to reach under her bracer and pull out the bracelet again. She wants to look at the pearls. All white? What are you up to? What is it that you do? Can Striped death? That portion of my life is behind me. What, now that you gave a few trinkets to a handful of strangers? No, I. it's been about 110 years since I've drawn no blood, so... I've quenched that thirst. How old are you? Getting up there in ages. Not quite to the stone death, but uh, it's on the horizon. And what is it you're trying to do before you go, then? Get chosen by the gods? Make amends for your crimes? Something like that? I have had wrongs as well, but the wrongs done to me are the ones I'd like to right. 
and I'd also like to protect my friends. So in earnest, I did intentionally give that boy those bloodberries because I know he's infatuated with the young Lloyd girl, and I thought he'd protect her. See, what you two don't realize is the Lloyds are great, the Lloyds are kind, and that really irks a lot of people. They will help literally anyone who comes through, and that's bad for other people. But no one's going to willingly come out of the dark and try to take care of the problem themselves. They're going to employ dastardly ways to remove the family and to break them apart. Why would anyone want to break apart the Lloyds? Because the easiest targets are people who everyone likes. The strongest people are the ones that everyone likes. The Lloyds will help the ones that need it, not the ones that can pay the most or have the deepest favors. They're very good people, and that's a very bad thing for some. For who? You're talking like you know exactly who did this, and if it's not you, spit it out. Come on. It's definitely not me. It's, uh... Oh god, it's a combination there of people. Heretics, overly devouts, a couple of Thieves Guild members, a couple of Crafters Guild members. Do you know how to summon a soul slink? And I don't mean that to be accusatory. I think I do owe you an apology. I mean that because we need the information. I don't know how. My understanding is it is a soul's manifestation. And I don't know... Correction. I don't know of anyone locally with the abilities to rip a soul into existence. But you know that they exist. Or could exist. I know that they have existed. That there are very strong casters out there. I assume the gods could do it. You ever heard of a wizard who's got a thing for clocks? Not specifically clocks. Okay. You ever... Has your dad ever heard of a wizard that had a thing for clocks? Why, why, why do you ask about clocks? Because, if you might have noticed, there's only two of us here. Master Diedrove was taken by the Starfall. Have you heard of it? I have. Well, apparently it's real. Something I didn't know until about 24 hours ago. And then we ran into a woman on the side of the road, and after a bit of, um, strange conversation... A woman? She informed us that she could help us get him back. Said a lot of other strange things. Mentioned a lot of clocks. Didn't seem to know what year it was. Mistook Master Lloyd for his grandfather. Kept talking about a broken clock. Sent us on a fuck-off quest to go fetch an eco for her. Tried to steal some research from a friend of ours. You might know her. Alana Pritchell. She's a dwarf. Very refined smith, too. And she didn't like you. Well. Me specifically? Or... She didn't like your uh, yeah. artwork. Hobbies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've crossed paths then. You should stay away from the uh, side of Estellan then if you want to continue that. Noted. Did you catch a name for this wizard? She called herself our friend Courtney. Huh. 
I want to be clear, she's not any of our friends. I also don't know if she's a she. Or at least they are now. Guess that was an assumption well, on my part. They're a wizard. I'm, I'm sure they can change. Now that I think of it, <sighs> it's a name that could go to anyone. Look, I um, I think I owe you an apology. Don't worry. I've acted out of passion many times. Is that what this is? Don't think I know anymore. <laughs> you seem to have put a lot of care into two young ones, and that's important. Look, I'm not saying you did it, but why did a soul sink just show up the, the day after you dropped off bloodberries? Well, if I knew it was within a day, I'd call it convenient timing. I don't understand how it wasn't a simple case of he handed the berries over and was heralded as a hero and had to wrap up the two of you. How many berries did you give him? I gave him one bundle. Some people try to separate them because they look like three berries stacked onto him. But no, it's just the one. I thought he'd be able to hand it over. Well, he um, he panicked. He ran. He got himself infected. We made him hand over the one and then we <sighs> had to go to Griffith's Roost ourselves to make sure he was alright too. And probably all of the traipsing around those woods may have brought out Starfall. Which may be Wizard Core. Wizard Core? Who? I've done some traveling and I have seen the Starfall. I've had conversations with who I knew as the Wizard Cornelius. When was that? If you remember. 520 years ago? That tracks. That tracks. Yeah, no, that makes sense. No, there was a, a series of meetings, actually. They uh, sought me out when they would uh, pop in 30 or 40 years in between. I think maybe the first time I talked with them was about 630 years ago. Talked to them about three or four times. I found them fascinating, and they also seemed to just want to talk with someone with longevity. We talk about current events and what's happening. They seemed fascinated with the arrival of the gods as they revealed themselves, but... But they sought you out. Uh, sorry, I'm not... This is not meant about you. There was some conversation about trying to learn Elvish because of someone else that they were involved with. Ah, yes. Their, uh, cohort. I believe yes, they referred to them that as... That was the word they used. Oh, my memory serves that they're trapped with two other individuals one of which yeah one of them doesn't have arms and one of them doesn't have legs something like that right i don't recall those details and i hope nothing's changed they were trapped with other individuals they also said something else peculiar maybe you've heard before we um not my finest moment, but I did sort of strong-arm them into sharing some information with our compatriot Alana after they took the liberty of going through her notes without being asked mm. or offered, and um, when we sort of pressed them to do it in a bit more of an efficient manner, they said something about how our timeline to get them an eco, the thing they had requested in exchange for Master Nidegrove, had gone from a week to something like three or four days because they had let themselves know what was happening. Although Wizard Core is a powerful wizard, 
while they're here, the more they cast spells or draw upon arcane tools, shortens their time before they return. To wherever it is that they're trapped. Yeah. But also, the way Core casts spells has been long forgotten here. And if the fates see an unfamiliar form of casting, they may take action. I see. When the God of Arcane came, it really opened up magic for a lot of people, for common infrastructure purposes, for healing, for longevity, for a lot of good, useful, practical things. From what I've read and heard from before, that wasn't the case. Magic was kept by very few and was a tool for many things that weren't always considered good. So uh, magic became regulated. Magic became guided rather than coveted. And they've got a kind of magic that might not be documented. Isn't covered under that. Are we are we helping out a really bad person? You're helping what is potentially the most dangerous person, bar none. Oh. Of course. Of course we are. But who they're a danger to has always been clouded. I should have just asked the god of the grave to send me to Arthur. You met the god of the grave. Sorry, did we not mention? He found us at Griffin's Roost. We're basically on a first-name basis. Wow. Um, congrats. Uh, two fates, one week. Yeah, this wasn't exactly what I was planning for when I thought I'd leave home, disappear, and start over. <laughs> it's uh, definitely a new beginning. Can I buy you a drink to make up for trying to punch you? <laughs> it's fine, I assure you. It, it, it might actually help if you're here when we try and make this trade. Is Wizard Core here? Well, they're supposed to be waiting for us at Master Lloyd's so that they can presumably give us back Master Daedrove once we give them... They wanted th three things, of which they really only wanted the one. They were looking for um, sand or dirt, something very fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They were looking for... Don't even remember fuck all what the second thing was. And then the last thing they wanted was... Elvish book. Yes, yes, something to learn Elvish, that's right. And then yeah. they wanted an eco. Even gave us directions where to find a rogue elemental. Conveniently happened to be one that uh, Miss Pritchell was also looking for. Two birds, one stone and all that. One crag pile, one mud pit, maybe more accurate. It was some sort of earth elemental. Yeah, convenient that that was there. Isn't it though? Convenient that you're here, too. Not gonna lie. I did ask Master Lloyd to hold my mail if it came through, which is why I was stopping into town before heading west. Have you just now left Daybreak? Yeah, this uh, morning at dawn. Just getting into town. Everything still alright there? Anything changed since we left? Plumbing's better. Thank you for that. Oh. The best fixed it. Town seems cheery. No reports from the other uh, chosen from the Soul's Purpose Festival. Post-festivities cleanup. A couple of people running through the streets saying that the gods' gifts aren't what they appear. Normal crazed old man ramblings. 
Like in a good way or a bad way? In a he might not be all their way. Huh. I think I will take you up on that drink and I will happily assist you with core. I've already warned you that they're incredibly dangerous, but they're also, they're not a liar, if that helps with your negotiations. That's something at least. The issue is they do have a warped perspective. Time is a strange concept. Place too. I mean, they're struggling to get back to a home that left them hundreds of years ago behind. If they find a way to get back, I don't think they'd recognize any of this. Well, look, I know people's skills aren't really my best trait, but I've done my fair share of bargaining and negotiating with people who like to do double talk in the markets, so not entirely unfamiliar, though at least from my recollection, most of them weren't all-powerful ancient wizards. Well, um, silver lining, if they cast one spell maybe two they're just gonna poof out of here along with their magic so if they already did something that shortened their timeline what was the original timeline they said a week and then, then it became what spell three days days three days something like that yeah about what half did, the time what, 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 what did they do exactly what, what 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 made the timeline shorten up well so they snooped through miss plitchell's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Search through books, and in return, they right. gave you knowledge, but yes, I don't... Yes, through about two-thirds, so I, again, people's skills aren't really my thing. I told him that they owed her, in exchange, two-thirds of their knowledge about whatever I pulled out of my arse at the time, something about <laughs> transplanar, transmutational, something that I thought would help her, and started writing it down. We went back, put a little pressure on, and um, they said they could speed it up and while we were talking it was like the entire rest of their body moved at a speed beyond mm. comprehension like, and then they handed us the book got it well if that took off three days of the timeline they don't have much left in the tank so uh you might get a bruise if things go south but uh you'll be able to walk out no matter what never been afraid of a bruise or two if i was i wouldn't have gone into the line of work i'm in Let's go get Cass back. After you. Head into the bar. Yeah, you head into the bar, and there's some normal people about. Um, it looks like Lara has taken over attending bar, which probably retired for some sleep. You got the regulars having some food, some drink. There's some packages on the counter that seem to be look like they're ready to be picked up by someone. And there at the same table, you have friend Courtney, a.k.a. Wizard Core, a.k.a. Cornelius, Sitting at the table, they seem to have gathered, like, other books through trade and has, like, all of them that they're kind of, like, flipping through. And there's a a local girl that's there. I say girl, she's a young woman. And she's just gossiping about everything that's happened in the small town in the last couple days. And they're just eating (laughs) up and, like, reading and writing on one hand. And they kind of look up, scan the two of you, and then just drops eyes onto G and like gets a real furrowed brow of like I'm putting on a mean face, but like the <laughs> lip is definitely quivering. Rowan is gonna just very gently walk up to the gossipy lady and and just put that real firm hand on her shoulder. How tall is she? Five two. Great, love it. 
that's so depressing. Um, <laughs> barely taller than her, but that's okay. But just like the firm, like hand on the shoulder, just be like, terribly sorry, we've got an appointment. Would you mind? Um, go, go grab a drink, and I'll put like a couple copper in her hand and fully just physically kind of spin her and nudge her toward where Lara is. Yeah, and you two can grab your seats, and she's like, oh yeah, we we can finish up this talk later, hun, and just like gets scooted off away, and then she kind of just lets out a deep sigh and heads up to the bar and like hops up on a stool, and Lara has like this big smile and like walks over to like say hi. He like leans over and whispers some stuff, like puts a bag, and she like checks the bag. Private event, everybody out! (laughs) And then she is like shooing people out. What's this? What's this? He was like, nope, nope. Everyone out. And like core like goes up to stand. And then she just kind of comes over and like pushes her back down and like takes a seat. Yeah. And then in kind of that commotion, everything gets a bit settled. And uh, Laura just looks back at G and he just points up and she nods and heads up. And she just like starts rapping on doors like everybody out private events, private events, everybody out, 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 out. And like a person in their pajamas, like still getting like kind of ready, like comes on down. And there's like a young couple who come on down too, and they get scooted out. And then she like goes through the kitchen and like grabs a cook and they leave. <laughs> and you can hear the door like bolt on the outside. And it's real quiet. There's uh, some dust in the air from a commotion, and the four of you are now seated at a table. So, Wizard Korg, how have you been for the last few hours? I have been productive. Apparently. Getting some knowledge. I see you've upgraded dwarves. More like a sideways shift priorities, I'd say. Ah, some, uh... Fancy skin you got there, G. Oh, right back at you. And they have just this awkward moment of staring at each other. Yes, we're both not what we used to look like. So we have been told. Um, I believe since you're back, the elemental control orb is in your possession. If you'd like, we can finish our arrangement. Well, see, uh, we've got some questions about that. What exactly do you think this arrangement is at this point? How do we get Master Dodoro back? Are you just going to snap your fingers and he appears? Not quite. Hmm. He will appear in three days. However, I can make it so he appears where you are, rather than where he would be returned, which is randomly. He'll just write us a postcard. He'll, he'll he'll meet up. Why why do we even need you? Um, oceans are very large, so there's a good chance he might not actually appear on land or near resources to survive for more than ten minutes. I mean, I have a great deal of faith in Master Dijerov's resourcefulness, but I get your point. Better question: What guarantee do we have that you're telling the truth? Well, what I give you, I could create as a rune. I believe this gentleman could actually confirm the magical nature of such rune once it's created. Is that something you can do, G? I've uh, been around and could confirm its essential magical properties, and it's also going to shorten this one's time. I'm not opposed to that. 
ah, I actually would be happy to leave and get to studying. Um, oh, I did find now sand. you're in a hurry to be getting out then. I have waited a long time. I hope time. it wasn't something I said. No. Um, breakthroughs are always exciting. May I see it? Rowena will reach into her bag or whatever she's got and pull out the orb, kind of uncover it. But definitely not not offering it or anything, just like yeah, the the, 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 yeah. the hand yeah. further away. Yeah. <laughs> HJ will kind of like step forward, kind of like claws bared in his like hoodie pocket. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> huh? I thought it'd be more intricate. They seem so heavily guarded for such a plain thing. Well, when nobody's supposed to be seeing them, why would you put the effort in? There's decorative and then there's utility you learn about that first thing when you start smithing ah i'm not a smith clearly right um i could have that rune for you would you like it on paper cloak on one of you essentially whatever i put it on is where your friend will show up so i don't recommend this table if you have plans to travel for the next three days Rowena is gonna rifle through her bag and pull out her tinderbox and put it on the Great. table. I will uh, also tell you that I will be putting it on the outside of this box, for if I put it on the inside, your friend might come out a different size. Um, I don't think he'd appreciate that. So yes, if we could just use it as sort of a beacon, <laughs> that would be ideal. Thank you. Right, well, um... I guess I'll get to work. How long do you think you'll be needing for that? I just need to know uh, how much I should fill up my drink. <sighs> uh, 20 minutes. Wonderful. And yeah, like rifles through backpack slash like pocket, like underneath the, the cloak and, and begins to just pull out like various like jars of ink. But they're all black-ish inks. They all have some sort of, like, color infusion that seems to, like, brighten and then, like, go away after a little bit. And they seem to just, like, rub their fingers together and then they seem to just be holding on to, like, an imaginary quill and then they dip it in and start to, like, make various drawings and markings on it over and over again with what is now essentially an invisible quill that you can see the tip of because it's covered in this strange ink. HJ flips the chair around and then kind of like sits down with his hands on on the back, kind of like hunched hunch down so his like eyes are like right right by the rune and look kind of like looks up kind of almost enthralled at this like weird new technique that he's seeing. So like once you get the orb, what you gonna do? Need to concentrate or start over. Maybe we should give you a little bit of privacy and we can talk a bit more once you're done. Please. Rowena will kind of... Rowena will get up and just move to, like, the opposite side of the room and sit down at a different... Like, she'll probably get up, go behind the bar pull herself a full tankard of ale from the keg or whatever's back there. If there's like hard liquor on a shelf, she will put a hefty pour into mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And then she will just go and sit like, so it's somewhere where she can still kind of keep an eye on what's happening, 
but we'll sit over there. And as she goes, she will kind of try to catch both Jules and G's eye and kind of give them the like, if you want to come over here, and then she'll just move to a table at the other side of the room. H.J. flips a chair back, kind of gets up and says loudly, look, I I just want to know like what a time traveling person like does with an orb as he like walks back over to the bar and kind of like pours pours himself a drink like from basically like, reaches over grabs the cup and then you know works the tap backwards to mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. from the does front it, side of the does bar. everything from yeah. passenger side yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds good g will just put fingertips on the table and then like lift up and sleight of hand just a dagger <laughs> And then we'll just slightly press in on the dagger and it just sinks smoothly into the table just at the tip of their vision for like this rune casting and then like takes the hand away and heads on over to you as well. 20 minutes is about the time that you would need a rune for those purposes. And I think they're taking their time so they don't have to use as much of their magic. They'll let the ink do a bit more. It's all right. You, uh, you familiar with dwarven runes, then? Yeah, I studied them when I was, uh, much younger. If I showed you one, would you be able to tell me what it means? Yeah, most of it's language. There's only, like, eight or nine ancient runes. Rena's gonna reach up under her cuirass and pull out the notebook that she showed Alana under the table, so it's kind of out of sight. She's gonna kind of fold it around so that only the back page or the back cover where one of those runes is inscribed is visible. And then she's gonna put that up and put it on the table. Very much like holding it and the like trying to make sure that like the, that rune is the only thing that's visible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're like framing it and blocking everything else of the book. Yeah, like hands yeah. around it, just kind of pressing that down. Uh, fire. It's actually uh, the basis for most of the Dwarven alphabet. Really? Yeah. Between fire, earth, air, and water, if you kind of supersede the Dwarven alphabet on top of each other, you get those four runes. Interesting. Thank you. Yeah, they say when the Dwarven language was created, when dwarves began to walk here, we started from those four runes, built up everything from them. Right. Any other languages use the same alphabet? There's talks of others. You don't really come across them. Goliaths? Similar. I don't know if you know a, a Goliath. Uh, real tall. Um, the, the short ones are seven feet. Real, real brawny. Heard stories. You know, uh, used to work in a bar, heard a lot of stories in my life. They're forgotten by most, but uh, some say that they're still around. Hmm. Others say they're not worth the time. I feel like that's most of this world, isn't it? You're either still here or you're not worth the time. <laughs> yeah. She'll just very quickly, like, flip the book closed and stuff it back out of sight. I, um... Yeah, I'm happy Kors being cooperative. Well, they don't really have too much of a choice right now. We have what they want, and they're going to be gone in a day and a half now, so. Yeah, probably. They do want to get out of here a little quicker. We might be able to get some more services. What is it that brings him here, do you know? (laughs) My understanding is he's trapped somewhere else that doesn't quite exist, but does way he's described it feels like he isn't even on a planet he's just somewhere outside of material planes and he just wants to come back it also sounds like while he's there 
nothing happens. And from what I know, incredibly inquisitive, loves to experiment, loves to find new things. So being trapped somewhere that never changes seems like eternal damnation. I still have like something that's just like itching in the back of my mind is they said, they said I alert, I've alerted me. They implied that they alerted themselves. They And I know that you kind of explained it as like the gods and the, or the fates, but what I, I'm not sure that's true. Huh. That is a very interesting premise. Do you think we could get more out of them in order to get them back faster? It's possible. What do you think they've got to offer us? I mean, aside from whatever sort of eternal power they've accumulated over their <laughs> thousands of centuries or whatever bullshit they're going to spin us. Core is always a good finder. If you're looking for something, it sounds like you've already found where your friend is or how you'll find your friend. Is there anything you're looking for? Cabbage cactus. I'm certain something as generic as a cabbage cactus. It's not generic. Could... It's like the opposite of generic. I mean, I've heard of cabbage. I've heard of cactus. So I think feel like maybe it's not generic, but it's doable. It's... Have you seen a cabbage cactus, though? No. The god of the grave showed Jules what he needed to find to cure his hunt elder. It was this sort of cabbage cactus, if you want to call it that, and then some sort of... What was the other thing? It was coral under a dock with barnacles, and you you cook them together, and then you and you turn them into a liquid, and that's it. And that'll be your cure. Yeah, something along the way. That is fascinating. Why do you say that? I haven't heard of fates giving visions of that specificity before. Have you ever encountered the god of the grave before gee i have was his mouth all bound up with rope when you knew him no he couldn't speak to us he didn't say a word he just gestured and he showed jules these visions but he seemed to understand everything he helped us he saved us even astro Dietrove seemed to think that if he was there we were all gonna die but nothing he did toward us was violent or anything of that sort. Say so you have a very powerful ally on your side. Why? If something bound him from speaking and he chose to give you information in other ways, I think that means something. I don't like any of this. I don't know. There are times and places where the fates decide to interact. Soul's Purpose Festival, where you were selected for divine purpose, where they lay down their laws. Otherwise, fates tend to tend to fate business. The forge will tend her forge. God of the grave will settle restless spirits. They say the god of light shepherds the sun through the sky. No, if they're revealing information, I think that might mean something. And it's at that point, you just have this like loud tap, tap, tapping on the window. And you you both kind of like look over and there's another tabaxi just at the window. And he's just pointing. He's like, yeah, yeah, I know him. That guy. <laughs> yeah, him. Let me in. Let me in. I know that guy. I can get a drink now, right? 
do I know them? Yeah, you absolutely know. <laughs> Ghost Rising is tapping his <gasps> Ghost claw is here against the window, <laughs> trying to find a reason to get into this bar. Yeah, him. He's basically my cousin. I know him. Can can I get in now? Come on, Ghost, you're here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on. And and I, and, and and HJ gets like three quarters of the way to the door before he's like, uh, he, he stops and he he looks back at Rowena. Can can I? She's gonna look at G and be like, "We're gonna step outside for a moment and then maybe come back." Do you want to, or should I stay? And you should. I will talk in the back. I think a family reunion's fine. Bring him in. Right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. And HJ runs up to the door and opens it and just like jumps like giant leap like claws out into a hug like hey yeah look see we go way back it's fine fine laura was it see we, this is great um i'm just gonna head in add me to his tab seems like this is the private event you were talking about and she's just like rolls her eyes f- fine <laughs> And like pushes you in and like looks in and like sees G and you like headed towards the back and he just like gives a nod and like you can see her shoulders relax a little bit and like pushes you you two in and just shuts the door and locks it again behind you. Ghost! Like how how did the spice mission go? Did you did you sell them all? Uh yeah, went great. Uh sold them all, got a nice little profit, reinvested, various pottery, uh knickknacks, you know, passing through town, going around, seeing who wants what. Usually a good time here. They don't have good clay here. They got good clay in Vistellan. But uh yeah, not a lot of people like to do the walk, so uh come in, say this found. Uh what's she doing? Don't worry about it. Rowena is fully behind them, just like steering both of them fully, <laughs> either either into the back kitchen or like upstairs even, just like out of wherever oh she court is she's a she's drawing a, a magic rune to help get our friend back ah that's that's really impressive those are marketable skills you could really do a lot of stuff with that so many questions glad to see you're healthy um yeah let's we can catch up kitchen it is yeah we can we can kitchen and yeah kitchen like, there's drinks in the kitchen peer over as much as he can <laughs> and like he gets into the kitchen and do, definitely does see like an open bottle of wine and just picks it up and starts drinking out of it yeah yeah good to see you kid see you found yourself a friend yeah so we're we're actually um we're an adventuring party together look we we got like, I, no shit. We're, d- did that I, God selection it, it thing work? It, 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 yeah, shit. it happens. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm a champion. Boy. I'm a chosen champion. Hey, champion we're, we're, of the gods. And lifts up the bottle and takes like a nice big swig. Oh yeah, you you should too celebrate. Have you, have, you've probably been all business, business, business. God yeah, sure, sure. here, sure. feet and work there. H.J. takes a big <sighs> slug, brings it down. Look, uh, Rowena, this is Ghost. He 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 helped me get to Bastel. Ghost Rising, nice to meet you. And he'll like retract his claws after like putting his hands out. Rowena has just been standing there this whole time with her right hand just on her sword hilt very casually and probably found like a bottle of, you know, cooking rum and just uncorked it one-handed with the left hand and is swinging out of that. Like, pleasure. 
Yeah, he'll, he'll grab the wine and just like tap your bottle and like take a swig. Yeah, cheers. Uh, fancy, she's gonna do well for you. Keep you safe. You need that. You need someone looking out for you. And he like straightens up like your shirt and collar and like licks his hand and like tries to like. Oh, Rowena sees this and immediately is just like, oh, I don't know that I'm gonna be looking after him much. He's killed everything we've come across so far. That's killed right. Everything. We get how much blood you spilt these days. Look, I I don't spill needless blood, all right? But we had a couple jobs that were a little wet. And uh, we do what we got to do. Hey, proud of you. That's, that's some exciting shit. You see more than one combat actually selected by the gods? Uh, honestly, I heard some of the cousins back home had a pool. And they thought you'd be coming back home crying in less than three days. So, you know... I'm proud of you. Look, I meant what I said. Next time you see me, I'm buying out the whole bar. I mean <laughs> that's, that. That that's true. This bar was purchased for a private. Oh God, yeah. Wow. I I need to remember to just believe your side of the family more. And I want it to be very clear that Hunted's Jewel is like a pretty athletic kind of like Norwegian mountain cat looking tabaxi. Ghost Rising looks like Garfield with a black cloak. <laughs> Like yeah. very, very round, like <laughs> like that is what Ghost Rising. The car salesman <laughs> of cats. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So like he's definitely excited to like be in the kitchen. You, you've actually noticed now with his other hand, you, you thought it was just like supporting him. He's actually just been taking like little like pieces of bread to like have them pre-separated. And he's just like now has like a handful of like bite-sized pieces. And yeah, he just pops it up and just starts popping them into his mouth pretty rapidly. We're like, yeah, so glad everything's going well for you. This is great. Um, Yeah. Yeah, like chidbits, pointers. He's apparently got a magic wizard lady. That's cool. Um, she seems good with a sword. Glad you got you know your little little compadre here. Just passing through for business. Um, so what business is that that you do exactly, Mister Ghost? Was it? Yes, uh, a traveling uh, salesman of things. You know, buy things here, sell things there. Yes. Kind of, every, every city has a bit of its own micro climate. Just kind of going around, see uh, who needs my wares. Right, of course. Profitable business indeed. It's nice. I get to travel, see the world. Yeah, Ghost is out of the uh, Ghost Clan. Does does all the commerce. Ah, I see. Out of mm. out of diaspora. Yeah, they make sure that we have all the goods we need and that the. The rest of the land has all the goods that they need. Of course. Wonderful. Very important business. I was a tradeswoman myself for a time. No. You're not in the market for anything in particular, are you? Depends. What market are you looking to uh, offer from? Yes. <laughs> ah. um, no, uh, I, I travel a lot. If you need something up north, down south, out west, back east, get it to you eventually. You know, if there's a market for it, I'm willing to dip my toes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You seem quiet, Jules. Well, I'm... I just look... We were... Our friend got kidnapped, and we're kind of trying to get him back. And I've also been thinking a lot about the cabbage cactus. Look, hey, um... You ever seen one of those? Cabbage cactus? Not that I'm aware of. I've seen cabbages. I've seen cactuses. Well, did you... Not the two together... 
be your, kind of an your interesting travels take you over cross. down by um, Fallen Scale? Yes. Every once in a while. I mean, it's probably the least marketable, but, you know, y you show up half as often, you can charge twice as much. So don't don't hit there often, but... That's where the Cabbage Cactus is. Oh, yeah. I could keep my eye out for that. There's, um... There's there's sphere cactuses. They're like the the shape of cabbage, kind of like they're just they're, they're like perfectly spherical, like 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 a ball cactus. I think is what they Down, call them. Yeah, like like that shape. Yeah, yeah, like, a, like shape, a cactus where the bottom is kind of like a cabbage shape. No, no, not the leaf. No, I haven't heard. No, like I'm pretty specifically looking for a cabbage. Yeah, cactus. yeah, like red cabbage, green cabbage. Like the green cabbage, the, the the kind that's in a ball. Okay, okay. Yeah, I can't say I have. I'll, I can keep a lookout for you. I was I was planning on going north. I could I could make my way west if you want. Okay. Hey, what brings you over here? I I I didn't know that you're gonna be so far east. I didn't either. But you know, I just got a really good trade and 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 some wares in uh, Bastellan instead of heading home. I thought I'd just you know extend see see what more I can bring back for the clan. You've been trading over in Bastellan then. They've got a thriving trade market, of course. They so. do, they do. Lots of crafts. Uh, if you want refinement, you go to Bastellan. But um, honestly, spice. Over at the City of Knowledge, they've got all these herbs. They've got all these botanical gardens. They have all these extra flavor boosters. So, you know, those extra high-end fancy restaurants, they thrive on this stuff. Oh, God, I sold a mushroom for 200 gold. 200 gold? Yeah, it's just this little, like, rock of a mushroom. It's, like, black. It grows underground. They eat that shit up. No, that's just business and, and wares. I think you guys seem busy, and that dwarf fella seemed strange. I don't want to hold you up. I'm, I'm so happy to get in here. Like, this bread and wine, this is delicious. Mm. But yeah, I've uh, basically sold all my pots already. So, you know, got in town like an hour ago. People eat that stuff up. So what's your uh, next plan? You picking up more wares here, or you heading on? I think I might take a perusal, see if there's any odd things in town, then make my way back west. Either uh, head home, or I can swing through Fallen Scale if you like. Well, there, there's a there's a whole oddity shop. It's right across town. Really? Yeah, there's a there's a shop, and look, you you say you know me, you'll get a good price. What more could I ask for? That's yeah, that's that's incredible. I, I I'd love to check that out. Are you are you busy here? Should we go together? I mean, I could just slip out back if you want. Hey, G. Yeah, and he kind of just leans into the door. Yeah. If we go out to run an errand, do you mind keeping an eye on things here for a few minutes? Got about ten minutes before she gets chatty. Yeah, it's fine with me. Great. I'll at least try to be back by then, if you don't mind. Sure. Cool. Uh, Rhoda will nod toward the back door and be like, well, let's go then. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Can I, for the sake of rolling some dice, roll an insight check on Yeah, it's been an hour Ghost. since we started. Yeah, yeah, please do. I'm kind of just going for, like, general vibe check. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whatever you want to go with for that. We'll call it, like, maybe insight. That's an 18. That would be insight. Okay. You, you definitely get, like, sleazy car salesman vibes off of him very strongly and it also feels weird like the way he brags about his sales and like how he's already moved to this pottery and like you look at him and you're like would you sell two pots 
like he doesn't have big equipment or anything on him to like carry stuff and he doesn't look like he's suited for traveling by horse like he doesn't have long distance riding gear or anything like that on him and Jules really does look up to this guy as well <laughs> okay yeah. she's not trying to like harsh on this relationship because she can tell that Jules clearly like has a good relationship with this guy but again she's worked with a lot of like tradespeople and craftsmen mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. dealt with a lot of that sort of commerce so yeah. she's kind of trying to get that read to be like you, you would <laughs> hate working with this guy because you know that you would constantly have to haggle with him to get him down to a fair price got it and even then, he would make you feel guilty for it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's that's all I'm looking for. But yeah, she's not going to say anything. She's just like going to go over and unlatch the back door and kind of wave everybody out and be like, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go talk to the Brovens. I need to talk to uh, Dusty's parents about a couple of things anyway. So uh, let's all go. I don't know where I'm going. So after you. H.J. kind of like bounds in front, like just super happy. Um, Rowena, look, like this ghosts like taught me everything that I knew before I got I, I, I got to the city it was like so great we like got got in some fights he protected me he even like let me get a few a few hits in and oh it was awesome he, he taught me how to track this oh ghost it's so cool that you're here I thought I, I thought I wasn't gonna see you until until we all got back it is a pleasant surprise cousin I just this is delightful and hearing you're making progress i mean god you're probably the furthest along for a cure if i mean if you're hunting for things specifically oh you yeah cabbage cactus hey have you heard of the rest no what nothing i I, you're you're the first i've checked in i mean we did travel together i know a lot of people headed north a couple people grabbed boats you know, everyone kind of just scattered to the winds and, you know, everyone's trying to keep it all hush hush. But it's 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 for the it's for the good of the clan. So, you know, we got to work together and like gives you that like big like sidearm hug. Well, Jules, you know, I mean, we're still trying to figure out if any of our leads are viable, aren't we? So uh, we're cert- we're uh, certainly happy to share once we've got a better beat on things. The cabbage cactus seems like it might be some sort of lead, but, you know, we're still investigating, of course. True, true. Can never leave a lead unpursued. So I'm real excited about these oddities. Yeah, I think you'll. Um, this think you'll one with all the stuff hanging. Yeah, this right here is the. Yeah. This is the one right here. And Ron will go up and kind of like tap on the door. Brovens. It's Mister Broven who comes out. Ah, twice, twice in a day. Good to see you. I'm terribly sorry to trouble you. Um, no. A, a cousin was it of a. Uh, of yeah. uh, HJ's is here. Uh, he apparently deals in, um, you know, trades and oddities. So we thought we'd bring him by, see if you maybe were interested in doing business. Also, I was hoping to maybe talk with you on the sly. Um, uh, yeah, moment. sure. When you get buy, a chance, no rush. Yeah, no, buy, buying or selling. My uh, wife wife can take care of you. Hun! And, and, like, calls out, and she, like, is, like, dusting soot and stuff off of her and, like, has, like, a cloth taking her face. Uh, Yeah. We have a buyer, seller, sir. Uh, Buy-in, ideally. Um, Would love to see what you have. And and they kind of like shake hands and she takes you down kind of like that path when she went looking for the cartwheels to to start showing off various things. Um, Yeah, did you want to go with your cousin? I I, chat with just you or... 
it's up to you, Jules. I just had a couple of things to talk to Master Rowan about. If you want to stay with uh, with Ghost, that's fine. Or you can stay here with us, either way. Yeah, I'll I'll go with Ghost and and why why are you acting so weird around him? Like I said, I'm not very good with people. That was always Arthur's deal. He dealt with the people, and I just, uh, you know, I was the muscle. And she sort of, like, makes a, like, joking show of flexing her guns, which isn't actually that much of a joke, because she's actually pretty fit. She's just uh. very short. <laughs> so it's like, oh, that's, oh, actually, that is a little bit scary. <laughs> but, like, in a in a weird way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, I I know he kind of, like, comes off like a, like a wagon salesman, but just, like, Give him a chance. And oh no, just... I'm sure. I'm sure he'll. He's got some some great things. Um, I'm just a little distracted. You know, we've had a long day. That's all. It's true. You were here quite early. I hope breakfast uh, sufficed. Breakfast was wonderful. Thank you Good. so much. Um, terribly sorry to be troubling you again, but hopefully we've brought you some business. Happily take it, and friends and family discount, of course. Truly unnecessary, but <laughs> do appreciate it. No, what what what, what can I do for you? Uh, just a, just a couple of things. Um, I, I might have given your wife a bit of a warning earlier about a tattooed dwarf. That might have been a bit preemptive. Cross paths with him again. Um, he's been more helpful than I might have realized, and I didn't want to unnecessarily color your opinion of him just because I was having, you know, I, a rough morning. It, it, I appreciate that. It's it's good to clear the air, and yeah. I admire you two uh, quite quite a bit. You kind of just walked in as strangers and see, I don't know, see, seeing you correct your own jumps to conclusion, helping out my Boyd and the Lloyd girl, it just, you seem like good souls. Speaking of jumping to conclusions, Dusty told us some things and um, our dwarven friend sort of confirmed that um, it seems like maybe he wasn't... <sighs> have also had that conversation and we don't know how to smooth things over with the Lloyds. We're having dinner with Butch later tonight to hopefully clear the air um, to get the full explanation of it. We'll do our best to mention what we know as well if we get the chance. We've got a bit of other concern on our hands at the moment but um, we'll try. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't... um, contributing to the problems or the tensions here in town absolutely not you have been truly a blessing Um, i don't know about that i from where we're standing it is definitely a boon for everything you've done and yeah i feel like we can't do enough but i i hope between the ore the meal the sword i think you're off to a good start so Speaking of the sword, I wanted to ask you about the provenance of that. I uh, just oh it's yeah, we uh, thing. And, yeah uh, no, we we, we got it from a retiree. God, about seven or eight years ago, he had gotten selected by by the Souls uh, Festival at one point, and you know he made his rounds, ventured for 10, 12 years, and he was getting out of the game, needed something to retire with, so he was scrapping off things. We bid on the sword and won it, and we kind of just held on to it. No one really had kind of the right pain price for it. Cleans itself, has some magical properties. You don't really have to, like, sharpen it or oil it like you do a normal sword. Honestly, you just got to use it every once in a while. Yeah, no, I, I hope it suits you well. I'm real glad it might actually see some combat now with some adventurers like yourselves. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be taking things off your hands if you think you've got a use for them, but um, 
certainly curious to know about the properties it has, so thank you. Yeah. You have the sword already, don't you? No. No, Dusty's been carrying it the whole time. We didn't want to leave him unarmed, given the sorts of things we were running into. I think he might be a bit paranoid lately. I mean... He told me he had already given it to you. Uh, if you don't mind, I will be right back. Uh, Master Proven, um, just again before things get odd, I want you to know that I gave your boy the the name of a woman in Bastelin who he could go talk to if he decided he wanted to leave here and look for a job. She's reputable. She's reliable. I'm not trying to cause any dissent amongst your family, but I remember what it was to be young and need to get away from a family. I understand, but... And she'll teach him how to make trades. Negotiating. <laughs> Very good skills to have. Uh, he's actually quite good at it already. But yes, I... I'm going to go have a word with my son. I'll be right back out. Um, we'll thank you. Wait here. Thank yeah. you, Master Broven, for all you've done. And he like opens up the door and is like, Dusty, and like just closes the door behind himself and has like the, I'm, I'm, I'm Dusty got dad voice. voice. Yeah. Angry dad walk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like around the corner, like ghost comes back and definitely has like a bag just stuffed full of like weird knickknacks <laughs> and other things and uh yeah just mrs broven seems delighted yeah i haven't had this good a customer in quite some time um yeah no we're can make it yeah this is excellent um thank thank you um please think of us next time you're in town um, we will be here for a long time, and I will happily help you next time you come through, sir. It's 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 been a pleasure. And like reaches out, and, like shakes his hand. He's like, yes, right. Um, cheerio, and uh, this is great, great stuff. Haven't seen anything like it. Cheers. And like she'll she'll make her way on in and just kind of like say hi. Oh, do you, do you either of you needed to shop or take a look at anything or just waiting to confirm a couple of things with your husband. I'm glad ah, all well, your trade seems to have gone well. Yes, very well. Um, I have some things I need to take care of as well. Um, so I'm just going to get back to work. And she like finishes wiping soot off of her face and uh, makes her way back inside. Bye, Mrs. Um, Broven. In just complete opposite moods of uh, Mr. Broven, who <laughs> does swing back through and kind of have has like an old like baby blanket of like a cloth and he like unwraps it and like puts it over his shoulder and yeah there there is a short sword in a fairly common looking scabbard but like the handle of it does look very well shined taken care of and pretty pristine and hands it over to you and he's like honestly give it a, a quick tap and just think of it becoming clean and it kind of just takes care of itself. Uh, at least that's what we've been able to do with it. And honestly, if you don't use it, just try to tap it on something once a month and you'll be fine. Right. Well, I, um, I hope Dusty uh, finds his way, whatever that may be. I think it's going to take some time, but I, I think we're on the right path. You know, he's got to buckle down. Really, he can't run from his problems. He's young. He'll have time. Ghost gets kind of a chuckle and you're like, <laughs> you can always run from your problems. Uh, but you can also run to a good deal. Thank you. Your wife was so helpful and like goes in and gets like the hand clasp. 
no, I, I, this is great. I will be coming back. Know you'll be here. Your wife told me to visit again. I'll see you in a season or two. I'm starved. You guys want lunch? On me. Introducing me to this good deal. Head back to the tavern. You guys were also on a bit of a timeline. Oh, yes, I should go back and make sure that G hasn't had to stab that person in the forehead. Yeah. Because I'd like the first stab if we're going to be doing that. Well, and, and like, they still got to, like, tell us more stuff. Yeah, we'll see about that. Should I leave you alone for that? I mean, I can make my way. I don't want to hamper y- y'all's plans. This was a very pleasant surprise. I do have a kind of a schedule don't, to keep. Don't go. Come on. St- stay for lunch. Come on. I haven't seen, each-, haven't seen each other in weeks. Come on. True. True. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I, can, I can sit for lunch, I guess, if you pull my leg. Um, After you. Ryan is already right. tromping back towards yep. the kettle in. Right. Thanks, Mr. Yeah, and he's happy to like show off weird <laughs> knickknacks, and he's like, oh yeah, this, no idea how to use it, but just look at the craftsmanship. And yeah, has like all these weird oddies, and like, yeah, everything I got from the spice, right back into here. There is going to be some sales back home for this stuff. Ooh, maybe I can stop and fall on scale. And yeah, he's just murmuring and murmuring. It does that like fast speed camera walk back over. <laughs> Um, it's just like and, the mirror and, and, image of the conversation Rowena and HJ had on our way mm-hmm, back to mm-hmm, Aria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, but, but it's actually like a two-way conversation of they just keep getting each other more excited about like what it could be or what it could be used for. It's a, uh, it's endearing. Um, and as as you make your way back in, Laura like opens the door and like looks kind of confused like why you're out here, but like does the unlock sequence and gets you back in and like shuts it behind you as well and she's like telling jokes and entertaining the few people that are outside like waiting to get in and they're like no no we have a private event they said they'd only be you know an hour to six hours like you're fine <laughs> <laughs> one to nine hours yeah. somewhere in <laughs> there yeah she's like I was promised by sunset you could probably get back in <laughs> oh, no. you come back in both G and your friend Courtney are just cross armed like staring at each other from opposite ends of the table. G's kind of like sat up at the edge and like Kor's just real reclined and has like three chins right now and is just staring back at G. Ron is just gonna walk right in. Is the tinderbox on the table? Yes it is. She's just gonna walk in and just fully like do the like full on like hand smack directly on top of the tinderbox in the middle of them and like slow slide scraping it along the table toward her. So I see that we're done. How's everyone doing? Can I grab my orb now? Oh, so it's your orb now. I see. I mean, I can disenchant that before I go if you like, if I don't get the orb. I mean, I was fully planning to give you the orb. I just don't like your sense of possessiveness. That's all. Again, I don't interact with people on a common basis, and I feel like you've been able to put these together, so apologies if I don't understand your politeness. Yeah, people aren't really my thing either. So, um... Great. Sometimes I just don't have a lot of sympathy orb? for you. Orb. That's fine. fine. Right. Um, anything else that uh, we can do for you or you can do for us before we... Um, I was specifically told to never bother you or your friends again. Um, I gave your other friend that book. Mm -hmm. No. Jay, anything you needed from our dear friend, Courtney? You really think the orb's going to get you out? First intelligent question I've heard. Uh, Yes. Yes, I do. 
Uh, it's going to take some time. Okay. I- and G just kind of like furrows his brow a bit. He's like, how long? <laughs> uh, my time or your time? Yes. It will take in your time and like pulls out like a piece of paper and just like jot some things down on it. Month and a half. Why is there another you looking for you? I'm sorry. I don't think I understand the question. You said you alerted yourself. Ah, I I alerted my presence. Like I, I alerted myself, as in my being has my in presence is out there. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Mm. I hope I'm not looking for myself. Ooh, that would be an interesting development, huh? Oh, that's that's good. Is it now? Ooh. Got the impression Ooh. it might be bad for you. Oh, so I picked this form because this is a, the closest resemblance that I could remember of the woman who sent me to the other place. I figured that, you know, if I were walking around, I might as well look like someone with power and unnatural abilities. Just in case, you know, if someone were to recognize me, they might think twice. When I hear this, do I recognize this person at all? Generic blonde lady in their mid thirties. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. Blue eyes with like some flecks of hazel, light blonde hair, like more on the platinum side than like a dirty blonde. Fair skin, human. Eh. I mean, Roy will just kind of look at her with that and just be like, "Who was it exactly that sent you to the other place?" As we're calling it now, apparently. Um, you got a a name, fatal. <laughs> Uh, no. The only thing I know is they would ask me about you and point to G. He kind of just furrows his brow and he's like, what do you mean? Uh, every time I would come back and, you know, we'd catch up aeons ago, I would get pulled. I'd meet them halfway, you know, between where I was sent and here where I'm from and I'd meet them halfway and they'd always ask me about you gee whereabouts what you've been up to at first I didn't tell them anything and then you know the fourth or fifth time it happened I started telling them stuff and then I stopped finding you gee that's hard to do when I'm here I find things so yeah do you know who I look like gee no, but I'm very, very invested. You're good at finding things then, wizard court. Yes. A bit of a knack of mine. Correction. It's become a knack of mine. I've heard of some other folks who have a bit of a knack for seeking things out. Anything you can tell us about a cactus cabbage? Yes, I knew you would start saying it eventually. Rona winces when she says it. <laughs> Tell you what, I can pinpoint a cactus cabbage for you. I still want that orb, though. And the reason I offer this is because you seem real hesitant. And I think from what I've garnished from G here, you know I'm bound here based on my use of magic. So how about this? Let me get the orb in my possession. I'll cast a big, powerful spell that'll pinpoint within 50 feet of your was it cactus cabbage or cabbage cactus. Right now, it's a cabbage cactus. It could become a, ca- a cactus cabbage 
depending got it, got on it. how I feel. Okay, okay. I'll pinpoint this strange vegetable for you, and that'll put me closer to leaving. All right. I think we can work with that. H.J. pulls this big fuck-off map out of his pocket <laughs> and just spreads it out, and then, like, her, like just, like, moves it so, like, three-quarters of it is now hanging off the table as he centers the southwest quadrant of it on the table. <laughs> you narrowed it down. That's already good. I mean, if anything you can do to be more specific, we'd be very appreciative of, but I understand we're um, pushing it here. <laughs> sure thing. But, um, no, pinpoint, please. You're the one looking for it and points at you, Jules. Yes. Great. I'll take your hand so you can see exactly where it is as well. And um, I'll take that orb and hands out like the other hand for the orb. Rowena pulls the orb out of her bag, kind of unwraps it, puts it in her left hand, and with her right hand, she just draws out her smith's hammer and just kind of does the, like, handle on the table firm grip at the ready and kind of waits to see Wizard Court take HJ's hand before making contact into the other hand with the orb. Sure thing. Yeah, grabs onto your hand, has her hand like six inches above the table waiting for the orb. And then Rowena will like, it's it's making the sandwich of like gripping it, flips it over, plants it into her hand, but Rowena keeps her own hand on top. And it's at that point you like place it into her hand that you realize the orb just goes halfway through her hand and your fingertips are still grabbing onto the orb, but are now resting on her palm. Huh. Well, that won't do. I'm going to lift it back up. Comes right out of her hand that doesn't move. She kind of closes it and lets go of Jules's hand. That is a complication. Look, it's it's not our fault that you can't touch the orb. Show me where the cabbage is. True. But do you want the cabbage or your friend? Because if I don't figure out a way to get that orb, it's not both. Are you an elemental yourself? No. I am born and still human. Well, not entirely, though. No. Curious. Verona's gonna take the orb and kind of look at G and just sort of like, like to kind of like rest it on his shoulder. Yeah, it, it, it touches on him perfectly fine. Yeah, just, just checking. Curious. Right? Well, you seem to be the big brain of the room. Do you got any theories? To who? To, um... To, to court? Court, yeah. Um, well, I don't have the ability to manipulate it. Do you need me to do something with it, then? Um, gee, do you mind pushing the various buttons on the sides? Why me? Eh, it's just, you know, maybe, uh, something bad happens. I'd rather it happen to you than those. So, I don't know if it's activated or has some sort of frequency. I've known that I can't go into cities where the larger versions of these are I didn't think I couldn't hold a small one so running theory is that might still be active for lack of a better word Look, you, you just need someone to push the buttons on the side that's it I don't know Look, just give it to me I'll and push the buttons right now I like no no Jules you've got you've got important things to be doing do you have an idea of the sequence or do you just want me to start tapping things I've never seen or held one, so... 
Uh, Rowena's gonna spin the orb in her hand and look, and does she find, like, buttons or touchpads or anything? So it's like a big sphere, and then there's, like, the black bands that go kind of on the axes, and each crossing of them has essentially a button. So, yeah, just th- that, like, cross path that makes kind of a square on, like, the top, the bottom, and then four around the sides. Rowena will spin it around and just sort of, like, take a couple steps back from the table and start hitting buttons. Konami code. It doesn't seem to do much. At some point, the the ball does change color from like that gray stone color to like a light blue. Should kind of hold it up toward G and Court and just be like, meh. Just kind of shrug a little bit. Uh, G sighs a little bit. It's probably attuned for water now. Do you need it attuned for nothing then? Or just it's the a- theory. And like Kor like hands out the hand and like grabs your wrist. Um, to see if it'll, like, go again. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just sinks on through, and it's like, yep, I think we need it off. Keep, I will keep pressing buttons. It takes a while, and Ghost has, like, just found, like, a cinnamon <laughs> roll, and has, like, two pictures in front of him, and it's just, like, halfway through, it's like, this is just fascinating stuff. This is the best lunch I've had ever. Right, I had fully forgotten that Ghost was even here, and just kind of mm-hmm, just, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep just, like, Rubik's cubing this thing because Rowena is kind of like if there's a potential danger of this thing like I don't know exploding mm-hmm. HJ has an actual like thing he needs to do Rowena was just trying to leave town it goes back to gray at some point and she's like I think that's stone may I and he'll he'll reach out a hand for it Fine, if you're willing she'll hand it to him and so he like looks at it again. He's like, okay, so you went from gray to blue by doing this and like just perfectly does every little thing that you did and it like clicks in. It's like, okay, but to get to gray, you did this and does back to gray. He's like, okay, so it would be this and he does it in like half as many clicks and then does it back again in half as many clicks as you had done it. He's like, okay, so there's the overlap. Well, there's a cycle, and then he just does it a couple times, and it goes from blue, red, green, white, and then just clear, and just has the black band around it. I uh, think we're ready. I think the fates are missing out if they're not picking you. Oh, you're really smart. Uh, it's pattern recognition, and you just, it helps to observe. After a long enough time, you figure out just watching's the best thing you can do. Ah, not mine to give, and we'll hand it back to you, Rowena. Rowena will just kind of turn it over in her hands a couple of times, look at it, and then just look at Cord. Right, so you're going to show him how to find his plant, and when Master Diodrove comes back, he's going to come back to wherever I put that thing, yes? That is correct. I'll show him this. Do you mind if I just poke it make sure i can right of course and will like poke one of the faces and does actually make contact and resistance and like just a big old grin right uh cabbage cactus or cactus cabbage cactus cabbage now okay this cactus tall long leaves out from where the flowers would be small fat lots of little ones kind of like broccolini describe the cactus for me or or the cabbage leaves or have you seen one well i've i I saw it 
I kind of saw it. It was like okay, uh, it was okay. it was drawn in the sand, and it was like kind of like a it was like a short cactus, and then there was the the, the leaves were around the base. Okay, okay. Picture that in your mind. The drawing, okay, okay, the, okay. the image of it, whatever. Just picture yep, that I got in it. your mind. I got it. Okay. We're looking at the southwest. All right. I'll take your hand. Okay. Here you go. All right. Match my breathing. Out for three. Hold for three. In for three. Hold for three. Repeat. And like you get into like this little bit of a rhythm and for everyone else, you can see both of their eyes just wash from left to right, just over with like a gray mist. And then they both like just stiffen up their backs a little bit and like the hands on each other, like clasp in and they kind of just sit there for about a minute in this rigid form. And Ghost is just eating away. He's like, you want to cause be okay? Rowena will reach over to whatever like booze he's drinking and just fully like as he's like mid drink take it out of his hand with the hand that's not holding the eco. Mm-hmm. Um, just like pull out of his hand. Your cousin's twice the man you'll ever be, and the sooner that you learn about that, the sooner you'll be a better person. Sets the alcohol on a totally separate table and just stares at him for a minute, and then turns back to to Jules. You can see him, like, slyly take, like, a bottle from out, like, the back of his jacket, and he, like, slips it back onto the counter behind him. <laughs> She's just gonna put her now free hand back on her Smith's hammer. Like, like in a very obvious, <laughs> like, I want to make sure everybody who's conscious sees me do this gesture. But now she's very focused on, I think it's, I think it's split between... Jules and Court and and making sure that Jules doesn't look like he's mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. any sort of trauma and also watching G's reaction to this. Yeah. G's still pretty calm and collected and is definitely like looking back and forth. Um and he does kind of like go and fish in his pocket and actually pulls out like a pocket watch to like keep track of time. And you're like that's really fucking high class fancy ass shit. <laughs> like <laughs> Do I recognize the craftsmanship of that watch? You know exactly what it is and have okay. never seen anything built like it. Great. Your mind thinks that it might be known because it's so foreign, but like right. other clocks that are made, never that small. Yeah. No, okay. That yeah. I, I think from my background, I have probably seen gnomish crafted items before in somebody <laughs> else's possession. Yeah, they've been kind of like novelty things that get like shown around parties of like little things that like move and can do things on their own. And this is like this thing has a purpose of telling time to what looks like the second because you can see three hands and you're like, I saw one clock with a second hand before and that was like a 3000 gold clock that's the size of a small pantry. How the cool. fuck does he have this like gold and silver pocket watch on a chain? No, no, no. She knows how he got it. She's just trying not to think yeah. about it. And yeah, that's what you get for precisely a minute. And then they kind of exhale and break that like three beat breathing cycle. For you, Hunted Jewel. I know Kung um, Fu. Pretty much. You already did. This yeah, is yeah. even better Kung Fu. <laughs> You and Kor are holding hands and essentially just get lifted up out of your body and are like in an astral self, like looking down at each other. And she looks up and there is two hands in her hand. 
there is your hand as well as that guy you saw in that dream you had clad mm. in what you, you don't see color in this form you know he's got this big bulky like golden armor and has totally. like the hand like connecting your two hands and is like keeping them pressed together and you can definitely see cores like eyes just darting back and forth and he like this other figure just gives kind of like a smile and you like try to talk and it's just silent and then she like calls out cabbage cactus and just everything starts flying and whirling past you you yourself don't move everything on the globe is just rotating underneath you and your like shadows don't move but like everything moves around you just the entire world just seems to shift and form until you've traveled the roads into fallen scale which is a bit of a strange place it's made of lots of like big rocks that have been like sanded down it's almost like Luke's planet from Star Wars. Lots of domed shapes. It looks like things have been battered by the weather. You don't have like random things sticking out of them because they don't have technology, but it's that kind of like feel of like, oh, this is crafted to the environment in a very specific mm -hmm. way. Absolutely. Um, lots of natural stones that seem to have been put together and patched back together. Um, everyone who's there is just perfectly still and unmoving. And then the world rotates 90 degrees and you start heading towards the sunset it's at a much slower pace and you kind of like hit a trail that's taking you slightly west out of town you go past like a pasture and then another pasture and you make your way up to this plateau that has this like zigzag path that takes you all the way up to the top and you follow this road of the three of you going up and then you finally hit onto this level and there's just this gigantic plateau that has just this large barn like structure in the center and in these big circular crops around you are just hundreds of perfectly round ball cactuses of various degrees and you go towards the house you loop all the way around it and about three rows back from the back kitchen window of this house there is one perfectly round cactus that just has dozens of leaves just like in the vision growing out from underneath it and it has its own little fence like around it and attached to that fence are little trip lines for other cactuses that are in the area and you can just see it being rotated around you now in like a full 360 view can i get a perception check friend yep never failed one of those before in my life yeah it's fine you're just in a weird vision that's like, a fair, uh, 14 a 14 so yeah. these these like wires and fencing structure that you see built around it you're able to like trace your eye line to it because you can see everything around you like it's kind of like you were there in the moment you can see maybe four or five miles off in the distance the like silhouette of some of the bigger structures of fallen scale but here much closer you can see that all of these like strings and stuff are attached to bells chimes and even one of them has a dart gun attached to it to where it seems like each one of these is either an alarm or a trap that's like nestled in like webs and with a 14 2 you can just look up and you can just see two elven men in the window standing 
shoulder to shoulder, arms crossed, just staring out at that cactus. The other two people in your out-of-body experience, your vision that you had from a dream just a night ago, they're keeping your hands held together, and then Kor looking around, and she lowers all of you down into the earth now and gets your heads to where you're all around the cactus. She puts your ear to it. She, like, motions for you to do the same. What does the cactus speak to me? Sweet whispers of the cactus. Tell me your secrets. You can hear whimpering. And it's like that whimper of a pain you can't get rid of. And you know, without a doubt, this is a noise that you've heard your elder in passing. One of the last things you did was check in on him. I mean, everyone else thought he was close to slipping into coma when everyone else left. Part of the reason why they sent so many of you out is because his health is deteriorating. And it feels like his pain is making this cactus grow. Hate that. That's when Kor will go ahead and bring you back up give you kind of like that eagle eye view and yeah it is straight up just a plateau that is covered from end to end with cactuses and in the center of it is this barn house with at least two people in it and it's got that like switchback trail on the uh, south side of the plateau and that would get you back to the path that can take you to fallen scale and then core will just say return and you just come hurling back into your bodies and that's when your breathing breaks and you're able to like loosen up your spine a little bit. And you're Look, nobody talked to me. No one talked to me. Give me quill, 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 quill. Need a quill, need a quill. Ghost has like just pages, like loose pages thrown at you and like four quills and a bottle of ink. I like dip the quill just fully in the ink. So it's just like grossly like covered in ink and dripping and I like circle fall on scale and then I try as best as I can before the image leaves my mind to draw basically the same path that we took up to that plateau mm -hmm. you can also see uh core has grabbed some of the paper and has dipped her invisible quill into the ink as well and is just starting to sketch and she sketches out the cactus the way she saw it in the background the two faces she saw in the window as well and then she holds up her hand it glows it dries the ink she flips it over and she also draws like a scaled map for you that like starts at the edge of the paper for fallen scale and then takes you to the farm on the left side of the page and does that in about the same time it takes you to do like the big drawing of course and then We'll give a glow of the hand and then slide it on over. That was incredible. You all right? I feel like I've just traveled across the world. You technically did. Uh, your essence did, if that makes you feel better. Did you get what you needed, Jules? More than I needed. I know exactly where to go. The cactus, it's, it has a bunch of... its. It's in a field of cactus, cacti, cacti. And it's like these two people are growing it and it's feeding off of pain. When you say that, Rowena fully takes like a full step back from the table. She's still got the eco and everything in hand because this is now the second time within 24 hours that somebody has mentioned something feeding off of pain in 
her general vicinity. <laughs> it's almost like involuntary that she mm-hmm, just steps mm-hmm. fully back from everybody else. Did I say something wrong? No, darling, it's not you. Okay. If you feel like you got what you needed. Yeah. It may help, but hearing your cactus really opened my eyes. The reason I didn't know of your cactus cabbage is because it's not really a cactus or a cabbage. It is a vessel for a very potent curse. Curse. Yeah. Essentially, if you can get something from a person, spit, hair, something literally of the person, not clothing, you can use it to grow something, something living, something organic, anything. It tends to come out a bit weird, but essentially, as it grows and blossoms, it literally drains the life out of whoever's physical essence you used. It is incredibly nasty, and I've tried to eradicate that spell from knowledge, but apparently someone in your time has found it and is using it for its intended purpose, causing long, drawn-out pain and suffering. Aside from torture in a poor soul, what's the end result? What do you do with the plant? That grows from such pain. Typically nothing. The plant, the, the the creature, whatever comes of it ends up being the cure. You have to return that essence. It's really a transmutation of something that they grew then grows into their death. So really, um, yes, this, this would be your cure. That plant. Well, the plant's only half of it. I was afraid you'd say that. Um... If they've split this into two, it makes it much more difficult because you'll need two different things, probably in two very distant locations. Coral under a dock. Yeah, that makes sense. Desert and a dock. <laughs> My bet? Northeast. Of course. Complete opposite direction, yes. Because with two, it's going to work twice as fast. And be twice as hard to solve. The other one. You know what it looks like? Is it something that grows as quickly as a cactus? No, it's 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 coral. Ah, <laughs> uh, your elder must be hated. Hated? What? <laughs> coral is alive. It doesn't grow very fast. And in order for it to be complete, to actually end the life of the person, it needs to reach maturity. Well, coral takes years and if uh that's the case they're not looking to kill him they are looking to torture him no that has to be some kind of mistake no nobody would ever torture torture elder chains like that you have to learn about the world jules look we we're we're good people i don't I just don't under I just don't understand why everyone has to torture everybody else. Ghost is just kind of like wide-eyed and like staring off at nothing into the floor and is just like letting out this like involuntary like a big sigh. I think if Rowena catches that, she's just gonna kinda turn and 
Uh, this is so gross, but she's gonna just reach and grab the like cat scruff area and sort of just do the like pinch. Do you want to contribute to this conversation, Master Ghost? It would be a private conversation. Private between you and who? Family. Right. Jules, maybe you should go talk to your cousin. Yeah, I I think that I should. I'm going to wrench Ghost's head back as best I can and just look him in the eyes and be like, and if you don't tell that boy the truth, believe you me, you're going to tell it to me. Question. And he'll like get up like nice and close so he's just like kind of whispering in the ear. If I tell him the truth, he'll be a different person when he comes downstairs. Do you want me to tell him what he needs to know? Or do you want me to tell him the truth? Tell him what he needs to know to get this done. Right. And I'll do my best to keep him safe while he does it. You hear me? Oh, by the way, never threaten one of us. You'll threaten all of us. And I'll just give you kind of like a big smirk. Son, if I was afraid of threatening people, I wouldn't be here right now. She'll let go. And yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll give you kind of a head bob, lead you upstairs and try and find a room and court's there. I'll take that orb. You seem to have other leads to follow. And uh, would you like to revoke the me leaving you alone? I'm heavily interested to see where this happens, but I don't mind catching up with G if that be the case. Tell you what, you promise me you're not going to be nabbing any of my people again. That's Master Dydrov. That's Hunter Jewel. The moment that's G until he proves me otherwise. You don't pull any of this shit again. I'm happy to catch up with you. Happy to even do you a favor in the future if you'll do one for me. How's that? Sure. Tell me, Kor, how much you know about Bastelin? Very little. It was founded after I disappeared. Good. Keep it that way. I'll hand her the orb. And she's able to, like, take it and actually hold on to it. Ah, I like that. This is nice. Apologies for Thank my you. rudeness. I'm not very good with people. Yeah, you seem like a the person that you are. I am going to excuse myself, and that does require a bit of pomp and circumstance, if you don't mind. The don't kitchen's open. Thank you. You don't need, like, a parting gift or anything. I can't quite do an exact find like that for jewels. You seem to just want me out of here. So I'll go, gee, you need anything? No? Great. I'll just leave and... We'll talk again probably sooner than I'd like, I'm sure, but... I think it'll be fine. I'll just leave in typical fashion. And G, like, kind of, like, froze his brows, like, oh, no, don't, and just lights up the hands and just prestigitation after prestigitation <laughs> of just fireworks shooting off and like knocking over cups and flipping over chairs and like the smell of roses and just like sparks swirling around it is a sensory 
overload of lights and sounds and like little firecracker whistles like shoot out through the windows and like there's just a big old like cloud of smoke now from everything going off and then a clap of the hands a big gust of wind blows all the smoke out of the broken windows snap of the fingers all the windows reassociate and get back into place all of the bottles go back up reformed but not full of their liquids and she's like and that'll be just about it oh and my favorite and we'll just clap the hands and disappear master g yeah it it's been a few hundred years since i've seen an exit like that and it's always impressive now everyone else is startled and if i recall correctly there should be a giant message that says wizard core was here great and that's gonna piss off quite a few people you know what i think i just pissed off an entire city so i'm willing to take my chances with the wizard <laughs> cheers i'll go ahead and clink glasses and It'll fade out. It'll kind of come up through the floor and we'll see Ghost asking Jules to take a seat. And he's got that like real stern look that you've never really seen before. And the camera's just going to keep fading up and it's going to just blast off like up through space, whirling past stars and things like that until it like blips through just random colors and space and time. And it just pops back into a sideways Cass and a sideways Gary, the halfling that seems really excited to have a friend just about six inches away from nose to nose. And then about six feet behind is going to be cross-legged core, just starting to play with the orb. And then about a hundred yards past that is just this bright, fiery, essence shooting through that just warms all of their faces and gary's just like oh boy howdy gary's excited about that Eleven Fates is an original D&D 5e campaign brought to you by the torpid gaming network a variety streaming channel and community for gamers of all kinds your cast includes Lady Bedivere, a.k.a. Alondra, Pylos, a.k.a. King of Pylos, a.k.a. Nestor, Sunset's Brew, a.k.a. Brew, a.k.a. Zep, and the Lord Bonk, a.k.a. Bonk, a.k.a. Mark, as the DM. You can catch new episodes of Eleven Fates streaming live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash torpidnetwork. Those episodes are made available as a podcast and on YouTube every following Saturday. Mostly. Make sure to follow us on all our social media at Torpid Network. Or hop directly into our Discord server so you get updates on upcoming live streams, podcasts, collaborations, and other projects. And remember, here at the Torpid Gaming Network, we do three things. We have fun, we get immersed, and we do, do epic, epic shit. shit. Thanks for listening. Um, also, right. when we get into it, I'm going to have you describe what Ghost Rising looks like, just as a heads up. Yeah, totally, uh, totally ready to do that. I, was, I looked through my notes and I'm like, mm, I don't think yeah. we established that. Yep. So uh, he does not have it. Does not have a description. But yeah, happy. Uh, 
Happy to oblige. Mm-hmm. Remind me what coloration Jules has. I should know this because I'm the one who updates all uh, the descriptions and then I just keep forgetting. I know he's kind of tabby stripe. Norwegian but... mountain oh, cat. Oh, Norwegian forest cat. So you look like my cat. Kind of, but not. <laughs> yeah. Here, let me um pull up a a good ref. Yeah, like this. Sorry, and I just then... was like, I want to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Different yeah. <laughs> different colors, but same floof as Bard. But yeah, like Tabby with like the white kind of like chest. Yeah, and, the and white, then like and then the very brown and the stripey. Very like even more like angular kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. for things like more like anime angles. But yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I got you. I got you. 